0: Hey y'all, it's your girl E-Mace and I am so excited to release this bonus episode to y'all this week. I wanted to give y'all this as a gift since I was definitely out of commission for a bit. And I did this with a girlfriend of mine, Maria, aka the budget boss, y'all, and she is gonna help get y'all right. She really talks about some really practical ways to money management, but also addresses some of the emotional and mental beliefs that we have attached to money that stands in the way of us. So this message comes to us in time for tax season this is an opportunity where we are paying down bills we are uh have more to save and you know if you apply these practical tips that maria has uh mentioned in this episode you really have the opportunity to put yourself in a better position than what you are right now so without further ado this episode is called how to make your money work for you with the budget boss this episode is brought to you by Anchor media Do you have a message that you want to share with the world, but aren't exactly sure how to get it out there? Have you been wrestling back and forth with the idea of starting a podcast, but got overwhelmed with just thinking about it? I get it. Before I started my podcast, I struggled with clarity, resources, and structure. Thankfully, I attended Anchor Media's Find Your Voice Academy retreat for podcasters. Anchor Media has helped over 100 plus shows launch profitable podcasts. During this three-day event, I learned everything I needed to start a podcast from choosing the right tools and equipment, making my message marketable, and how to make money from my podcast. I even left there with my first episode recorded. Podcasting is a great way to build your confidence in your voice, multiply your income, and build an engaged audience. If you're ready to get over your fear of speaking and start your own podcast, join CEO Tatum Tamia and Anchor Media on Thursday, April 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Find Your Voice Academy Open House to learn how you can attend the next one. Sign up today at anchormedia.com openhouse That's anchoredmedi acom com backslash USE AnchorMedia.com backslash open house. Hey, Mama, hey, Mama, hey, I'm glad to see you here with me. I know it gets rough. Please don't give up today. We Shake off all that way Put your head up high, cryin' to the sky Walk in my face and not by sight Take my hand and hold it tight Those cloudy days can't now goodbye So hey mama, hey mama, hey y'all welcome to another episode of the my sisters glow podcast a safe space for women to grow in their faith and their motherhood through sisterhood i have my good good sis maria on this interview today y'all and i'm so excited because she's gonna get y'all life financially and by the end of this episode you should have most of what you need to succeed financially and if you don't you need to link up with my good sis afterwards so without further ado y'all please welcome my sis maria ross
1: hey girl Hey,
0: hey, 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 thanks for having me. Hey, so um, the budget boss, let's, let's call you that first of all. The budget boss, please tell these ladies that are listening that might not know you and are not familiar with you or what you do. Can you tell them a little bit of how you got started um, and how you became the budget boss?
1: Okay, so my name is Maria and I'm from Seaford, Delaware, um i love 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 talking about money who doesn't love money who doesn't love to have money right (laughs) money who doesn't love money um my biggest thing how i became the big the budget boss was um basically like saving a lot of money like being frugal like you know putting my foot down and realizing that it's time out for being broke like okay, you want to do this and you want to do that. However, you have to be financially stable and you have to be ready to, um, you know, live the boss life instead of living paycheck to paycheck, what we've been used to living, you know what I mean? Because we've seen our grandparents, you know, our parents, our aunties and stuff living like that. And I didn't want that for myself. So ever since I started working when I was 16, 17 years old, It was always, how am I not going to live this life that I've seen all
0: my life? That's
1: good, yeah. You know, that Robin Peter to pay Paul, I've heard that my entire life. I hate that saying because people don't understand words are powerful. So if you keep saying that, that's what you're going to keep being. Mm.
0: So
1: I don't live that. I don't like that saying. And I teach people that you can have whatever you want with any kind of budget. I started at McDonald's saving $10 a week. Literally, $10 a week. Wow. So from a teenager saving $10 a week to a grown 33-year-old woman saving $1,000 a month. We need a hand clap for that one. Come
0: on, yes,
1: because...
0: <laughs> Listen.
1: Yes, yeah. literally, from $10 to $1,000, honey.
0: That's, literally. That's so... A... That's so inspirational, though, because I feel like a lot of times, especially like um, being like you said, like generationally, we, we see certain habits, we see certain cycles and we'll be like, well, nobody taught me, nobody and everybody else in my family is like this. But it sounds like that was the very thing that you used as a motivation to do something different.
1: Oh my God, yes. It's so much trauma in life and families that, and, and I'm going I'm to just keep it real with my own family that I've seen that I was just like, I'm not doing that. Like, I see where, you know, it's people 50 and 60 years old in my family. You have nothing. It's gotten you nowhere. You know what I mean? And no disrespect to them and what they do with their life or how they choose to spend their money, but that just wasn't going to be me like I didn't want to have a house full of kids on welfare no distance to nobody that's on there but I didn't want that for me I wanted yeah. I want it better so in order to do better you have to in order to have better you have to do better you know the old saying goes when you know better you do better yeah so growing- and that stuff made me realize the stuff that I didn't want to do, you know what I mean? Because I wanted more. I wanted to do more stuff. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted to have better for my kids. So, therefore, I have to make sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? Like, great, I only have one child, so it may not be as hard on me as it is with somebody with four kids, but it's still the same cycle. I still got to take care of my kid. My kids still need to eat. My kids still mm-hmm. need to be home, You know, and stuff like that. So, with the budgeting and stuff... Um, people don't realize that no matter where you work, how much money you make, you can still live a life of abundance in a life with um, not having that living paycheck to paycheck mindset. Whatever kind of money you bring it in, if you bring in money, I can help you save it. Because guess what? We're going to cut some of this stuff out. The, the the spending that we don't really have. You know what I'm saying? I talk all the time about spending money on hair and nails and stuff like yeah that stuff is nice and that stuff is cute and all but if you can't afford it you just can't do it
0: yeah that's real
1: I sat down before and you know a lot of times People, you know, they look at you now and they forget what it used to be. They forget what you used to be. But, honey, I got it out of the mud since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So that not getting your hair done, not getting your nails done, you know, not going out of town, not doing stuff. I've lived that, but people don't see that because we live in a world of social media. So what you see is what I post. You don't see what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people don't understand that. Like, okay, they might look at me now and be like, okay, she got a nice car. she got a nice house. You know, she's always traveling and stuff like that. But what about the times when I didn't have money for my electric bill? Y'all don't know about that unless I tell you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, we live in a world where we don't post the bad stuff, which is fine. It's, it's completely fine. But people have to understand that just because you see what they are now, don't forget how they had to get there. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, you know what I'm saying? I remember having a minimum wage job with a baby, a $300 car payment. Like, that is insane. That is insane to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at 17, I wasn't um, financially stable to save up money and to buy a car cash because that would be ideal for me, what I'm going to do for my child now, knowing better. You get what I'm saying? Right. Having a car payment five and six years at 17, 18, 19, that is, looking back at it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I do... Understand. I do promote. We only here for a good time, not a long time. We never know when it's going to be our last time. So you should live every day like it's your last. You should have nice stuff. But we have to understand that we don't have to live in poverty all our life. We don't have to live like, oh well, guess what? Um, I'm gonna get paid next week, so it'll be all right. No, we got to get out of that mindset. Yeah, mindset. Because if you save a little now, the 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 more you save now or learn to save now, the better you'll be financially free and financially stable, you know, as you get a better job, as you get married, as you, um, you know, like, do this walk with life and figure out like okay we don't need that it's nice to have however we can't afford that right now you know sometimes we get caught up in the everybody else is doing and seeing other people doing stuff we feel like we need to do that no sis get your good sister do you you can't afford it this week
0: okay you know yes <laughs> About making sacrifices and i teach this all
1: the time life is about making sacrifices if you don't want to ha- look and have what others have Or look like, you know, poverty or broken stuff. You got to do the stuff that they won't. You got to do the work. And sometimes doing the work looks like sitting home, cooking a meal. Say that.
0: Say that.
1: Watching Netflix. Instead of going to Applebee's and running up a $40 tab. You know what I'm saying? Get your girlfriends to come over buy a bottle, watch a free movie on TV. Like, it's little simple stuff that I incorporate and teach in my class that people don't think about. Because, you know, it's all about the glitz and the glamour. Yeah. And the likes, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like that. I don't I do not do you know what I do for likes or for social media and stuff like that. You know, I do the stuff that I do because I came from the mud. I came from getting it from the bottom. I came from that life to where, you know, I'm financially stable. I'm financially free. I've built the lifestyle that I've actually enjoy living
0: yeah as you should
1: yes i work a job i've been a cna for how's my son he's 13 so i've been a cna for like 13 years and you know the money is great and stuff like that but i've built you know a lifestyle where i only work two days a week to keep my license to run my other business you know rest and relax home care where i take care of you know uncle terry and stuff like people don't understand the the stuff that i go through and sacrifice you know I can't do stuff sometimes because I take care of an elderly. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. But I don't have a problem with it because I made my house an asset. So, you know, I haven't paid, you know, into a lot of stuff that people pay as far as, you know, people having big mortgages and stuff like that because I run a business out of my own. Both of my businesses are really based out of my own. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, some people, I understand that people struggle and stuff like that, but you have to figure out a way to um, bring in more money. Bring in more revenue. Like some people, you know, it's so much money out here. Yeah. So much money. I, you know, I was talking to a good friend. I said, you can do a daycare at nighttime. Do you know how many people need daycare at night?
0: Us, because it's a lot of people that work overnights or work night shift. And they need yes. help.
1: Yes. Like the money is there. What the people have to realize is being lazy is not going to get you financially free. You know, you have to learn how to hustle muscle, grind, and make sacrifices because without doing those things, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be looking at your life and you're going to be not breaking general kid, generational curses. I'm all about breaking generational curses. Yeah. I don't want to be what my mom and my aunties and my grandma was. Granted, they're great, awesome women. However, I want to be better for the generation coming up behind me. My nieces, you know, my nephews, their kids. You know, I want them to look at me and be like, you know, Aunt Maria did it. I can do it too. You yes, know. yeah. I put some, you know, jewels in my ear. You know, it's not all about, you know social media and stuff like that i want to instill in people just anybody like what you can have in life because you don't have to you know always oh i got it from the mud you know what i mean i don't have this i don't have that nobody gave me nothing i respect people like that because i'm one of those people but you have to take your knowledge because if you just holding it you what are you doing for anybody else take your knowledge sitting on it people give it out to
0: other
1: people because you. what we have to learn how to do, if you know something, you don't say nothing, how are you making the
0: world a better place? That's a fact. And But, you know, sis, like, we don't have a lot of people like you. Well, we do. We do, right? Because we do have positive people. But you have people that have that mentality. Like, because I had to get out the mud. I had to struggle. Um, that's what taught me. So... So, the, I feel like the struggle is so glorified. You know what I mean? Like, it's like because we struggled to get through something, we had to suffer. Because, like, I'm sure it was sometimes you was looking at your bank account and looking at your baby being like, how? Like, you because we all had that moment. And I think that because the struggle is so glorified, it's, let's just call it out, especially for us as people of cover, color, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes people sit on the gems that they have. And even... I had a conversation with someone and, um, she is, she's older, older generation or whatever. And she was, you know, speaking out some concerns she had for someone in the younger generation because, uh, this young lady, uh, has children, young mother, single, you know what I mean? Um, but mm. she was getting more hours on her job, had got a promotion or whatever. And the lady in the older generation was worried that, you know, because she took this promotion, That she now is going to lose her benefits through the state. The the wrongest
1: thing to think.
0: Yeah, and it's like that, you know what I mean? And so like, it's like a, there's like a, um, there's obviously a different mindset shift. You know what I mean? Because I don't know the young lady, but it sounds like she's trying to better herself by taking on those hours, taking that promotion. But then you got that other side where it's like, nah, you need to stay where you at because it's security there yes that's how they interpret it
1: absolutely and i you know i hate that um i mean let's be all the way honest who don't want food stamps you know (laughs) right i do (laughs) the way this food is going out but like i tell you when when i did not receive state benefits it was the best feeling ever because yes yes i mean i don't know about nobody else listening or if anybody else have experienced this but I swear, I felt like I made it. Like that was a stepping stool, and now you don't need it. Girl, move out the way and let the next sister that need it, you know, do it. You That's know what I mean? good. Yes. But we just felt like I made it. Like to not have to go to that office, and them people, you know, sitting there acting like they don't want to help you, and, they, and it's dirt and stuff like that. I don't miss that at all. However, I do miss them the benefits. To them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I, that's when I was like, girl, you made it. And then to, like, continue life without needing it, you know what yes, I saying? Mean? Yes, it's a good girl, feeling. Yes, it made me feel like, girl, you really made it. Like, I never looked at it as in 2008 when I had my son that, you know, I never looked at it like, oh, this is, this is what it is. You know, this is, this is just what it is. Had I thought about it back then, like, this is just a mindset, you know, I'm just going to use this, two, three years, get me a better job, you know, go to school or whatever, and then, you know, I don't need this no more. never thought about it like that. It wasn't until I got a better job making more money, and they sent that letter home, you are denied, is when I realized, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You think, like you know we start off angry because you know who wants that free stuff taken away from them like i don't make that much money you know blah blah, blah. but when you sit back and you are a an doll and you know you're mature you sit back and you think wow you know i really made it out of the system
0: that's a good as up it, and it's such an empowering feeling like you know same and um like if you don't mind, like I want to kind of touch on like that the housing program that you went through and that I'm going through now. But when I tell you, sis, like everything inside of me is like when I get up out this program, I'm not never ever <laughs> ever 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 you get. And again, it's not knocking it right, but it's like it's the it's like the final thing because, like you said, you get that. I remember like when I um, became a therapist, obviously the pay rates go up or whatever. So you see all this stuff drop and I'm like, dang, like y'all couldn't left me $50 for that stand. No, I'm like, you,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you see the stuff drop, the purchase of care drop and you know, daycare is expensive. Okay. That's a very lucrative business. If anybody's looking to start a business, like you said, yes. daycare is expensive. And so I'm like, God, how? You know, like, what is going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, and of course, like you said, that initial frustration, but, like, really, it's empowering because now I don't got to get my, my pay stubs to nobody. I ain't got to, you know, there's no cap on how much I make because I can live freely without somebody watching, like, what I'm doing, pretty much.
1: You got one extra shift and they taking it away from you. You don't, want no, you don't want that kind of control. You don't want nobody to control you like that. The control, that is to control the money that's coming in your pocket. They tell me how that makes
0: sense. Right, and it's not a good feeling. So for for the mom that's listening, that's like, okay, you said like I know in the beginning of the interview you were saying you started off like, um, if it was it was as little as ten dollars a week, right? You started somewhere. What, like, talk a little bit about your journey. So like, we know the mindset you had, like that that hustle of like, I can't be here. But what was the thing um, that you had to keep reminding yourself of? Because I'm sure saving $10 a week as a teenager is hard because like <laughs> you want to go out to eat. You want to go. So like what kind of kept you going? And then you went from $10 a week to now $1,000 a month. Like how can the moms listening to this make that kind of growth? Um, I would say
1: primarily it was, you know, I like nice things. And, but how can you afford nice things if you don't have no money? My thing was, okay, we know we get paid every week, every two weeks. So my biggest thing was, how can I cut out stuff that I don't need to have a cushion in my savings or my emergency fund to do the things that I like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was basically discipline. It was discipline and wanting, wanting more. Um, if I could be completely honest, that was what kept me going and what still keeps me going to this day. And people that know me, that may be listening, they know. Maria's <laughs> not going to it too high. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the four things I teach in my class. The needs, the wants, the likes, and the must-haves. You know, sometimes, you know, we should treat ourselves. So, if you absolutely have to have it, you know, I'm all for it. But if you just need it, you don't need you Don't do it. If yeah. You, if you... No, I said that wrong. If you want it, don't do it. If you need it, that's different. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, what I tell people is learn boundaries and your safe place with money. Because that's money, good. Yes, money is really just a piece of paper. You know what I'm saying? And as far as when you get it, we have to get out of that mindset of, uh, what's the song? Spin it, get it right back.
0: You know, <laughs> you know
1: what I'm saying? But that is not that is not true because you have to have a cushion. You know, my car broke down. My very first car, I let that car to death. If I find one that's in my budget, I'm gonna go buy it again. I <laughs> dodged neon. I loved the dead car. It broke down. My son's dad was in jail. Like this is no lie. I was living out Willow Mills. Rent was like four hundred and twenty dollars. The car to get out was six hundred and like thirty dollars. I did not have the money to get it out. Do you know how bad that made me feel?
0: That's a horrible feel. I've been there and it's it make you want to throw up. Like it's not a
1: good feeling. Um, yes. So being um not financially stable, being not financially free, and not um understanding, you know, money, um my I probably was, mm, I don't know, twenty one year old self, thought it was okay to go get another car.
0: Um. Mm. So, that
1: had is to move the car to bring in more bills, but you didn't even have the six hundred dollars to get your car out. Make it make sense. Girl. y'all make it make sense it <laughs> made no sense but now I'm older I know better I'm not going out here getting no car payment no disrespect to nobody that has it it's just that when you struggled and you've lived that life you don't want to live that life no more you do better Yeah. So, all going back to you know keeping your boundaries with money knowing your safe place with money you know knowing that hey if I go do this I'm not going to be able to save you know, as much money as I thought I was saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, and I get it. You know, you want to do nice stuff and you want to um, hang out with your friends and you know do stuff for your kids and stuff like that. But until you have a good relationship with money, all that stuff really should be on the back burner. Yeah. Because I tell you what. If something breaks, I'm a homeowner. If something breaks down in my house, and I and I can say this proudly and I can say this confidently, I can get it fixed. Right. If I, my car break down, I can put it in the shop. I can get it out. That feels good. Mm-hmm. Because I've built a good relationship with money. I've built this relationship that's so strong. You know, we talk about relationships with our spouses, our friends and stuff. Why well, we can't have this same strong relationship with money?
0: Girl, you better preach. Because...
1: <laughs> you- <laughs> I'm me started, because I will.
0: <laughs> you know... It's the truth, though. It's the truth. Like, I have been been talking about, and I've been talking about on social media, and before we started the interview, I was telling you, I've been talking about unhealthy relationship cycles. And a lot of people DM me was like, oh, do I have to be in a toxic relationship to attend or whatever? And I'm like, no. But unhealthy relationship cycles is simply the relationship that you have with another person, place, or thing that does not reproduce productive relationships. A productive cycle, so anything that's uh, not, I define productive as things that bring you life and things that you see something coming from it. If nothing is given back from that situation, thing, or place that you have a relationship with, including money, it's not a healthy relationship,
1: exactly. And that's the part that people are struggling with because it's not a person, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's all, all this stuff you just said, and that was a mouthful. It all ties into your everyday life. Like you said, people, person, or thing. It's, I, you know what I tell people all the time, lady? I feel like my class is like AA. Some people get clean, some people don't. You
0: know, That's some people <laughs> by,
1: some people come back. But you have to establish a healthy relationship with the money, to be
0: financially free. But, you, you know, and, and you know what, Maria, I was going to say, like, I've been, y'all, I've been to these classes. Maria is my financial coach, okay? And <laughs> I I cannot do hair. I have daughters with heads full of hair. I cannot do a stitch of hair. But my oldest daughter, she's into protective styles and everything. So my husband went to the hair store. We picked up, like, two packs of braiding hair, a crochet needle. I, I got on YouTube, and I oh, gave my... my Gave my baby some rope twists. And you know, they're not perfect. I'm not saying come book me. Please don't. But <laughs> but my baby was happy. She's satisfied. She feels confident. I feel like a good mom. And we save money. Yeah. And that was such a good feeling. And that's what I was going to say. Um, I know the people listening don't know you. But by listening to this interview so far, they probably know. Like, you are one of the most confident people that I know. And I think that, though, you're welcome, sis. I think that. The relationships that we see in our lives, right, the relationship with ourselves, with our friends, with our family, with our men, you know what I'm saying? Those relationships, whatever those relationships look like, I guarantee you that you see the same cycles in those those same relationships with money.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely, because, um, you know, everybody has a different um uh, a different spouse. So, speak, so we'll, I'll, I'll start with spouses. You know, a lot of times we get in relationships because we're this strong black woman, which is perfect, you know. We'll get in a relationship, and we we already making it happen with ourselves, but then we'll allow a, a man to come in and not bring his full potential. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll allow him to come in, and his money is not, um, is not going all in like our money. You know, I see that a lot, and... And my classes, you know, people come married, single, however. But I tell everybody, if you're in a relationship a marriage or whatever, let's put the money in the pot together. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So then there's not, Um, sometimes with money, you can't have gender roles and stuff like that because some people will feel less than, especially if the man is bringing less in and stuff like that. So I feel personally, if we put it all in together, let the bills get auto paid out and whatever we have left, if it's a hundred dollars, then guess what, honey, you're gonna have to you you gonna take your fifty, I'm gonna take my fifty, and then we need to put twenty five back in the pot.
0: That's because
1: it. no matter what, you should be saving something. I don't care if it's two dollars, because when wherever you start at and you see your money growing, you're gonna say, Okay, this week we saved two dollars. Let's shoot, let's try for five next week. You know what I'm saying? It's and that's the mindset that I try to get people in, but they think because it's so little they don't add up. But yes, it does. Yeah, yes, it really does. It really does. So, um, with that being said, you know, with with your uh, spouse and excuse me, uh, with your friends, you know, we have different, you know, friends. Some people might not be making as much and stuff like that. So that's where I come in with my group of friends, and I'm I'm gonna show you how to make it because I don't like you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't like you not being able to come. Honey, come over here and get your hair done because you really can't afford that. You know what I'm saying, and we all know how the how we feel getting up out of that salon chair. It feels good, but most of the time we can't afford that. Yep, yeah. yeah. you know. And- that puts us in a you know, in the social media. It puts us in Oh, my God. Way. This person is going to the hair salon or this person got bundled. Like, you know, we got our own bundles. But for the ladies and <laughs> that, rock right what you got until you can get there, until you can go to that salon, until you can be able to tip, until you can be able to do stuff like that. Look in your friend group. and see. I tell my friends all the time, I want us all to be able to do something. For each other, you know, yeah, no tech. Let's get a hair person. Let's get this. You know what I mean? It's nothing wrong with not getting, your nails know, done and getting some polish from the dollar store and paint
0: yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Until you can afford to go, you know, and get it done. It's nothing wrong with that. We need to stop glorifying that spending all this money out here at these other places is living because it's not.
0: It's, it's really not and and i think that like you said they call it living and they call it self-care because like that's another big thing like self-care is such like a buzzword right now so people equate um uh spending and and getting their hair and their nails done with self-care but like you know what i mean it's not self-care if your bank account is suffering it's not self-care if you're still feeling empty and unfulfilled because it is it literally is something that gratifies you just for a little bit and then you're right back at where you started
1: Yes, yes, and that—that that, you're absolutely right about that self-care. I love the word. I love to pay for myself. I love to do nice things. However, listen—if it does not fit the budget, I am not doing it. Like, but I had to—I had to work myself up to that. You know what I'm saying? It is stuff cycles I had to break, stuff that I had to do to work myself up to that. Now, what I will say is, my birthday is coming up in 23 days. Shout out to all the Pisces that's awesome. listening. <laughs> For my birthday month, I will go all out for myself. However, guess what? February is a short month, so as soon as the 28th get here, guess what? It's back to the budget boss. You know what well, I'm saying?
0: Y'all put me you know, with the budget boss now. Right. And, y'all, I'm going to drop her information in the show notes, so it won't be no excuse as to why you can't reach her. I'm going to have her Facebook, her Instagram, everything else that she allowed me to put in there, I will put. But, you know, I, it's like you said. like, But if you – if you it's 12 months in a year. If you grind – Them other 12 months, but your birthday month, you like, I'm a ball out. It really don't hurt you. You know what I mean? It
1: don't
0: don't hurt you.
1: It don't. And you have to... um Prepare for stuff like that. We know Christmas is coming every year. We want to get our kids stuff. I hear from a lot of moms, like, oh, I can't give my kids nothing. Let's not forget about the reason why we're celebrating this. I'm going to tell you all a story. And anybody that know me personally know this is how Christmas went this year. My son has been showing his natural born behind. (laughs) And when I was a kid, he's nothing. He's just like his mom. So I understand where he's getting this stuff from, you know, <laughs> right you know, all that stuff. However, my son wanted a new phone. He wanted some Alexander McQueen's. I mean, list probably was like $2,000. Granted, I could have got all that stuff, but what am I teaching my son? That's good. So that all ties into breaking those cycles. When I showed off at home, I didn't get nothing. This boy got five outfits for Christmas. And do you think I felt bad? No, because guess what? I can buy you everything on your list, but you're going to earn stuff. You know, we have to stop. Say that. Because it looks good. You know, I could have bought my son them $300 out McQueen's, but why? For social media? No. You're not, you have to earn my money. And that's what we have to learn, teach our kids too. You know, we be so caught up on, um, I'm going I'm to teach my child. I'm going to give my child what I didn't have. That's what it you,
0: is. I mean,
1: yep. I was raised by my aunt. She raised a whole heap of us in the house together. And guess what? We didn't get what we wanted. We got what we needed. And that is something that I'm thankful for that she instilled in me because I don't get that little boy everything he wants. No, he gets what he needs.
0: Yeah, and that's good. And then like one of the things that um, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I know you had shared in one of the classes I went to, like um, the the thing you do financially with your son. Like if he asks for, okay, like say he asks for like twenty dollars, you're like, what you need it for? I'm like, okay, well I'll give you six dollars because you really only need this, this, and this. Um, like you said, get, you're not you're not sparing anything from him, but you're not over giving him either. You're teaching him that balance.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. I only have one child. I would love to have more because I love kids. Um, However, I do teach my son that, girl, let me tell you, my son is 13. He has over $3,000 in his account. And every year, Christmas, birthday, whenever he get money, he be upset. This year was the only year he was not upset, and probably because you know he didn't get nothing for Christmas. You know, people gave him money, and I got him clothes. You know what I'm saying? So, this year when we went to the um, eight a- to the ATM, because you know, now with Kobe, you can't go inside the bank, right? So we to go through the and I actually gave him his receipt and told him to look at it and i should have recorded it because the look on his face was priceless it was this was the first year and i've been doing it since my son was five saving whatever money he got and i told him i'll allow you to spend a little bit ball out do what you want with that money that i give you but you know nowadays you know grandparents are giving out you know a whole heap of money so yeah they are yeah you so usually he's getting like uh, Two, $300, you know, for Christmas, you know, now that he's gotten older and stuff, you're going to save that. You're not going to blow it. Because guess what? When you turn 16, because he wants some XRT, I don't even know what that is, honey. <laughs> when you do old enough to want that kind of car, I want to be the type of mom that can give it to you. But guess what? Look at all this money you saved.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: have to go broke or get out here and get you no know, $400 car payment at 16 years old, which I had to do at 17 because not saying that my grandmom didn't know no better but we wasn't in a financial situation where I had worked long enough to even save enough money to buy a cash car. Right. So we have to teach our kids that stuff. And we're not teaching that to our kids. We're failing our kids. It was not taught to us so we have to break the cycle and teach our kids. My son, no. You better not come be to me asking me for nothing unless you have worked for it and unless you know that it makes sense to me because everything in life you have to work for and if we don't teach our kids that with this generation coming up they really don't know that they think that everything is supposed to be given to them then it's just gonna be a vicious cycle keep going around yeah. and around and around my son is 13 he's getting a job this summer
0: yeah you know But you know what? That's our job as parents. And I think that we, it goes back to what you said about like, you have to pay attention to relationships, relationship with yourself, with money, with others, I'm with God, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pay attention to that because if not, you're going to raise your kids from a broken place. So if you go from that place of, like you said, I didn't have, so my kid going to have the best of the best or whatever, but your child don't know how to manage money. You're essentially setting them up for failure. And that's not fair to your kid your grandkids or your great grandkids to come. Um Absolutely. Like, we got to be the difference. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, um, if somebody is listening to this and, like, she's feeling, like, hopeless, right? Like, she done heard all about, like, you know, getting it from the mud and, you know what I mean, and having to stay disciplined. But if she's feeling like, like, let's say her account was overdrawn right now and she feel like she's in a hole and she can't get out of it. What would you, you know, say to her would be like the first step or the first thing she needs to do?
1: The first thing I would say, like, that's a good question, Phil. The first thing I would say is you got to learn how to pray.
0: That's so good.
1: You have not because you ask not. You have to learn how to pray. Honey, sometimes you got to pray and fight your way out of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pray, pray, and then pray and make a vision board. You don't want to live like that no more. You know what I'm saying? So the minute you start, and you start talking to God, because, you know, God is the reason why we wake up every day. You know what I'm saying? So all our work and all of our help come from Him. Because, you know, you pray that He gives you strength to, to get more hours, to go harder, to have somebody to watch your kids, to pick up a second job, or, you know, pick up a trade, or pick up a side hustle, or, yeah. you know, find your find niche in life. You know, because sometimes you can feel hopeless, like, how am I going to get out of this hole? but we have to understand that you have to be determined you know you have to be motivated you know you have to want it for yourself nothing is gonna come to you so if you're feeling down and you're feeling like it's nothing out like you feel like you're at the end of the you don't know where you're gonna get your next meal from you don't know how you're gonna pay your electric bill i suggest you start praying that's so good You got to start praying, and then from there, you ask God for what you want. Stop being lazy, get up and figure it out. You know, I can't per se tell them what to do, but if you got a job, and you know, right now, honey, everybody's hard,
0: (laughs) they really are.
1: But you got to pray, start praying, start talking to God and telling God what you want. Let me tell you something, not to get off topic, but I'm gonna tell you how powerful God is. This was the first house I looked at. I graduated in 2006. I seen these houses. I said, oh, my God, them nice little neighborhood and see for, you know, it's in the cut. I want a house like that. Ten years later, baby, i burnt my house. You can't tell me that manifestation and talking to God ain't real.
0: Come on. Because it is. It,
1: it is. It really is. I, I didn't look at no other houses. I didn't look for nothing else, I got what I wanted, what I prayed for, and what I asked God for. You have not because you ask not. You can have whatever you want in life, but you cannot think that it's just gonna come to your lap. So if you, in my prayer, like you know what my prayer said, and Lord, please help me stop being lazy. And I know I'm not a lazy person because you know I get out here and get it. But there is times that I don't want to do nothing.
0: Yeah, that's a you fact. Know?
1: it's that lazy spirit in us you know what i'm saying we have to we talk to god get god to get it you know have a relationship with god here we go talk about those relationships again yeah (laughs) You know, clear your mind, cleanse your spirit, you know, and everything is eventually going to work out, but you can't sit around and not have nothing and think that it's just that you're just going to get something because that's not how it works.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what people forget, though, sis, is that you made a very valid point. Like, I'm so glad that you bought, like, the God piece of it, but you also bought the practicality pieces because I think that people, first of all, when they have a financial problem or a financial burden in front of them, they don't pray because they're like, well, what? I've literally had clients say that to me, um, like, you know, Christian clients I work with. Well, what is God going to do about that? And it's like, yeah, it's like, girl, what? <laughs> but, you know, and then it's like on the other side of that, you have people who will pray, like, I'm going to just wait for God. But the Bible also says that faith without works is dead. So the first and part of that is that we have to have faith. Faith is the substance of things not seen, but the things hoped for. So we hope for those things. But the second half of that, so the first part is that believing, like you said, asking you shall receive. So believe that God is capable and can do those things. But then the second part of that instruction that we often leave out is the works part. So yeah. that means that you are able-bodied. Like, I truly believe God has something in each of us. Not everybody is a business owner. But, like, if you can't do nothing else, like, I don't, like, a door dash. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Something something yeah. like y'all my and we we talk about the kids you know at the peak of the pandemic Chrissy was eight nine years old um she started a mass business yeah. and my and my baby earned about anywhere between like three to five hundred dollars from that Maria you know she still got that money all awesome. at 10 awesome. and, awesome. and I'm not I'm gonna be honest and be transparent you know like i ha, I'm still learning like there's still so much I have to learn about money and get better with my habits because I also was raised to have that poverty mindset but you know for her birthday we went up to um, philly for a weekend and you know, at 10 years old, we're riding through the city. And she was like, I like this area. I think I want to go to college here. And then that was the day that she stopped spending her money because she says, I know that college costs money. So she she literally, like, she has most of her money that she made from and Every time that she get, she got Christmas money, birthday money or whatever. She literally, she keeps it like, and, and it's not in a bank, which I do need to do that for her. But she literally has like a little pouch that she keeps it in.
1: That is awesome. At 10. Yes. And uh, imagine in four years when she's old enough to work, the mindset she's going to have. Right. Because you're instilling this in her, because she realizes what it's like to have at 10 years old. And that's because you're instilling this in her. So kudos to you. You, Thank you, sis. She knows what it's like to be broke. And she knows what it's like to have a little bit of money. And, and $500 being a little bit of money. You know,
0: to a 10-year-old, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, it is. So, that's good that she's 10 and she's realizing that, you know, hey, if I want stuff out of life, I gotta save my money. That is awesome. And I'm super proud of you because that is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Cause these masks ain't going nowhere, honey. Get her some stuff and keep it right on going. Right? Going. Yeah, going. for sure. It's not going nowhere. You know that's what we have to learn. We have to instill this stuff in our kids, man. Because after our kids, what's left? Their kids and their kids. If we teach our kids, then they can teach it to their kids. You know? Yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah. Because
0: we we're not that's gonna me. be. Yeah, no, we're not gonna be here forever. And like, remember, I told you, like, my uh, we lost. Well, was she was my great grandmother, but she was ninety three. Died on Christmas. And one of the things that we said at her funeral, like we looked around, she had five kids, 10 grandkids. 23 great grandkids and 23 great great grandkids before she died and it's like you look around the room and like everybody might not be rich and and like you know everybody's money is different but you like you have business owners in the room you have six you have hard working people homeowners like it's in there and it's like she taught us that you know my grandmother she back back then or whatever you know she was she started out as a homemaker but after the kids was grown she went and worked at Velastic Foods for like years and then when she got done doing that she went right back to babysitting and slanging meals out of her kitchen so so it's out there um it's out there for everybody so look maria i don't want to um i don't want to i don't like the interviews to be too too long because i know that the moms get they probably got it pause it by now and had to change a diaper or something but if if any of the ladies are listening or if it's any organizations that are listening maybe they want you to come in and talk to their employees about you know budgeting or you know if anybody wants to book a class with you or anybody wants you to be a speaker at an event or anything like that like how can they get in touch with you
1: My name is Maria Renee on Facebook. Um, If you Google, I'm not Google, I ain't that big yet now, y'all. But um, (laughs) if you Google Facebook and, you know, search the Budget Boss, my information will pop up. Um, You can follow me on social media at Maria Renee. I'm um, better known as the budget boss. You can shoot me a DM. Um, I respond all different times. I'm available all different times. Like I said, I only work two days a week, and I run my businesses, you know, around that. Um, so, basically, um, that's my contact information is... Um, maria renee um on facebook you shoot me a dm um anytime you know you're available i'll make time for people because i really feel like um budgeting is something that we need um to talk about and we need to make Mm -hmm. this our everyday life so um you can just hit me up on social media i'm only on facebook with my budgeting business but okay um you can just find me on there shoot me a dm um i reply back anybody want a class you know want to reach out to me to do a seminar or whatever because honey i love them seminars um, <laughs> let, let me know um i'm available um you know i'm here for the community um actually anybody in the apartment complexes out here i um, looking for somebody to teach it i mean today i just got a 12-month gig doing that i start. oh my day god day guys yeah, i'm so excited i started a um complex in salisbury so if anybody's listening in salisbury um i don't really have that information right now but i can get it to you lady and you can put it okay up when you put the um, podcast up but yeah. i will be on there once a month doing a class it's totally free i know sometimes people don't want to pay you know i do charge but it get in where you fit. and if it's a free class get in it
0: that's it. it yeah um,
1: if it's a free class, I'll pack the house out, you know. But if you need extra, you know, do one-on-ones and stuff like that, they can contact me, again, at MariaVerne.com. Um, on Facebook and this has been
0: a great interview with the budget bowl. Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you so much, sis. Y'all listen, I'm gonna have
1: bring me back, because I got more.
0: No, this this is definitely feeling like some part two type stuff. Like, I don't feel like we finished everything. I'm just like honestly, I'm wrapping up because I'm like, damn we gotta go pick up the kids from school and stuff. But <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, this was a really, really good interview.